Hi, I'm Mel Majoros. I am a four-year cancer survivor. My blog, The Cancer Warrior, is one of the top ten breast cancer blogs according to blogs.com. I'm here to bring a fresh, upbeat perspective to a topic that to some may seem scary. A positive mental attitude got me through my cancer, and I hope to share that with you. Today we are talking to Rachel Pappas. She is a two-year breast cancer survivor, and of course, I found her, where else? On Facebook. How are you today, Rachel? I'm good. How are you, Mel? Great. So I found, well, I think you found me through your site, uh, oneuponhealth.com, correct? Right. One Up on Cancer, right. One Up on Cancer, sorry. That's See, okay. There's the chemo brain coming through <laughs> We can use that for the rest of our lives. <laughs> How long? Does that expire? I don't think <laughs> it does. You. I think people are jealous that, because... I've met people that are like, well, I don't have cancer, and I never had cancer, and I have that, too. It's like, well, sorry. I'm pulling, yeah, out, I, the, pulling out the cancer card there. I had it first, too, but before <laughs> cancer, so I feel guilty saying it, but it's definitely gotten worse, so <laughs> I, well, I pull the card. Oh, you got to pull that card sometimes. <laughs> so speaking of the card, um, well, how did you find out you had cancer? I had, am I allowed to say the word boob or should I say breast? You can say whatever you want. Okay. Ta-ta, I always had boob. lumpy boobies and okay. I was literally just saying to a friend of mine maybe a few weeks before I found out, what am I supposed to do? Run to a doctor every couple of weeks for a quick feel. <laughs> I mean, you, you learn to not worry about it right. or try not to worry about it. And so I ignored the lump because I'd had um, a mammogram. Mm-hmm. About a month and a, before that, I was told was fine. How old were you? I was fifty. Okay. And I'm fifty-two now. Two-year mm-hmm. anniversary, September twenty-fourth. Congratulations! But thank you. And I know you have an anniversary that just came or is about to come. It's to. about to come this weekend. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Congratulations! Yeah. So um, when it was still there after about a month and it felt different, it was harder, mm-hmm. um, I was starting to get a little worried, went back, next mammogram, missed it too, but um, I... Um, At any point did the doctor say to get a biopsy? Yes, my I did go back to my gynecologist who said who immediately said, you go in for this um, mammogram and if by chance the mammogram doesn't pick it up and they feel there's a need to take it further, I'm, I'm writing it. For an ultrasound. So I had the ultrasound. The ultrasound showed it was a solid mass. Mm-hmm. Um, I was immediately told by the radiologist, you know, it's not good when the radiologist walks in and is not smiling. So no. um, that um, he believed I had cancer and I needed a biopsy as soon as possible. I had my biopsy within a few days and uh, my surgery on the 24th. It was just a lumpectomy. Um, it was. Um, Stage 2B, was. I was relieved to hear that. I never thought I'd be rejoicing to hear stage 2B cancer, <laughs> but um, the doctor had, the surgeon, I'm one of those who had to ask every question. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good, though. You know, don't put yourself down for that. Yes, thank you. So we have to pat each other. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I, I, I was panicking because she was telling me I have to ask a million questions, and so I got pounded. She said, when the, when the pathology came back, she said, I said, well, stage, stage, what stage do you think it is? And she goes, I'm hoping stage three. I'm like, oh, that, which told me, oh, my God, I'm stage four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. freaked out, just freaked out. And um, so to finally learn it was to be, and what is learned, the, what that, is the that B- was my first lesson in learning to start to put things in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> what does the B stand for? Um, they go by, I think, lymph nodes involvement as ah. well as the size of the tumor. And right. That's how they come up with that. So you had multiple lymph nodes involved? Yes. Okay. 
actually only two. She took out 16 and said oh. they all looked suspicious. And like, oh. So she said she was pretty surprised herself. It came back just two. Um, so relatively speaking, I was like, ah, oh, I, I would have at one thought point before I was had this education that I know you and mm-hmm. probably many of these listeners have had. I, w- I heard the word lymph node and freaked out like I was dead if it was in any of them. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it was um, a relief to hear that it was just two and that it doesn't have to be as scary as mm-hmm. as you've made up your mind. I mean, it's scary. <laughs> as you know it, yeah. As you already uh, had it in your mind it was, as it was. Yes, I had in my mind it was even worse. It's not great. It's no. never great. Cancer's no. not good. But um, it wasn't as bad as I had thought. I still worry every mm-hmm. day. I'm not going to pretend I don't. Right. But now, not. did you do chemo and radiation and all that yeah. fun stuff? Yeah, six months of chemo mm-hmm. and the standard, what did we all do? Something like 36 days of radiation. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you're triple negative, you said, so yeah. you did not do... Nothing after that. I'm doing a lot of herbs right now. Okay. I'm doing a lot Excellent. of herbs because triple negative, there's, there's, you know, nothing after chemo and radiation to target it. For now. For now. It, well, that's starting to look more promising. Right. But I'm doing all the herbs and mm-hmm. um, eating a certain way to target it how I'm able. Excellent. Staying away from sugar and caffeine. Other than my wine. I can't give up my wine, but other <laughs> than that, I'm staying away from everything else. Uh, she says that she drinks her giant coffee. That's me, not you. But <laughs> it's hard to stay away from the coffee. So you did all this, and well, then what? Do you want to talk about? I know we okay. talked before the show. Do you want to talk about your relationship with your daughter? Do you have a couple I, projects going on? I mean, I do. I think this is probably a good time to transition to that. Yes. Um, I was telling Mel how you can't. I'm a writer by trade, and mm-hmm. kind of you can't be a writer and not after you get cancer, not start a website or write your <laughs> memoirs. Like, I can't believe how many people are meeting same as you on Facebook and, right. you know, other social networking places um, who've done the same. And so I wanted to start a website, and this will go back to when I said that I managed to scare myself and diagnose myself. Of course, I got on the Internet, like mm-hmm. not everyone, but a lot of people do. And Dr. I, Google, yes. Yes, and I, like, diagnosed myself, and it was everything I was coming up with was not positive and I was making it worse in my head and I wanted to start this website that was all positive not deceiving mm-hmm. no way deceiving no way sticking my head in the sand but only focusing on the positive if you want to go for the not as positive okay go to another website and <laughs> right. one up on cancer and I have ribbons um, for all these different cancers colors and they're going like upward and my logo like upward in a, in a rainbow kind of playing up on up one nice. up on cancer and positive and um i just wanted a place to make other people feel better and also to remind myself you know if you're telling these other people they need to be positive and not and try not to be too scared you've got to do the same thing you can't be a hypocrite <laughs> So that site, I'm hoping I'm helping other people and myself. And But it's um, also okay to be scared, too. Yes, it's absolutely fine to be scared. It's absolutely fine to be scared. But if you want to try your best to mm-hmm. see the positive whenever you can. Absolutely. And and um, so I try to focus. I look for really cool um, nonprofit organizations doing wonderful things for mm-hmm. survivors. Yes. Um, it I, sounds I all too familiar, on, um, Rachel. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> pardon? I said this sounds like me. Only you're yeah. doing it on a website. It's awesome. Yeah. Because I, I think... You. you were one of my cool stories, so... Yes. And, and I think the, the cool thing about your website, my website, is that I just want to find people who help people or someone with an interesting story that could 
you know, they could listen to you and be like, oh, I need that's the website I need to look at. Yes. Yes. You know, you know, it's work because there is positive. It's not all negative there. No, you might have to change your focus. You can't always want the story to be about the drug that's going to cure you yesterday. Right. You know, I mean, that's the research is coming around, but there's other things you can focus on besides just the clinical. And mm-hmm. that's all about a lot of times self-improvement, you know, mm-hmm. just you know, realizing, hey, I, I need to learn how to relax and learning about the visualization tapes and other yes. neat things you can be doing to empower yourself. And I think a lot of people, like we were talking before the show about the people who are have, have the angry uh, websites, whether mm-hmm. it be breast cancer or whatever, it is okay to be angry, you know, because mm-hmm. you have cancer. It's okay to run the gamut of emotions. Uh, but I believe you and I, I mean... No one would want to be around me if I was a crab all the time. I know, and you would like, and you like yourself better when you can be mm-hmm. not ugly, right? You can ask you my like fiance; he doesn't want to be around me when I'm a crab all the time. Right? Other people <laughs> want to be around you, and 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 you want to be around you, right? You exactly. Know, when you can you you feel better? Mm-hmm. You know, when you can smile and make other people smile, you just it just helps, and and you have to eventually come back to. I mean, you have to let yourself be angry or scared mm-hmm. or whatever, and then say, okay, I've been doing this for this long. Now it's time to try to get back on the other track for a while. Exactly. Exactly. So you started this website. Um, what, what has been the response? Um, it's been positive. I mean, mm-hmm. would you want to hit, sir? I mean, I'm, I'm getting a lot of um, traffic. Mm-hmm. And I'm get the responses, the stories that are the ones that are getting the most traffic are the ones that are telling people, not preaching to them, but where they see for themselves when they read it, that there's plenty they can do for themselves. Right. That especially like the um, diet and exercise and, mm-hmm. you know, alternatives, not necessarily alternatives, but complementary. Right. Depends. It's a personal choice. Some people prefer, you know, there's the people who say, I will only do natural, and the people who say, I will only do conventional, and then there's the people who want all the ammo they can get and believe that you can do both. I personally believe, I mean, for me, it's a very personal choice, but that I'm really glad I had chemo (laughs) because I had a very, very aggressive cancer Mm -hmm. and there's no involvement, but I'm glad that there's things I can do to build myself up now afterwards. And those are the kind of articles that are getting the best response. Excellent. Yeah, because a lot of people, I have a friend actually whose uh, father passed away from pancreatic cancer and she's kind of anti-chemo because pancreatic Cancer only has like a 6% survival rate that hasn't changed in, I don't know, over 20 years. And she's like, well, I don't really like chemo because he could have, you know, spent the rest of his days with a family and not going through all that. And like, okay, well, that's your personal choice. I understand that you don't like that. And that, you know, if that was his, then that would be the right one. But Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Up to him. Yeah, it's, it's hard to not, you know, be upset if it didn't work for you. And it, it should, right. I wish it was coming further in, in a lot of the cancers. Um, but it will. That's but why, it will. That's why it we're is, here. It is now. I mean, just the article I was talking about today on tamoxifen, there was a study on 20,000 women worldwide, and they're finding that um, that it, it increases um, life um, survival and or saves off recurrence by one-third, and they've followed for 15 years. So I thought that was pretty promising. Yeah. So we're talking about your, your website, uh, One Up on Cancer. Let's talk a little bit about your relationship with your daughter, how that okay. all... Okay, now here's where I'm going to sound like the hypocrite. I, <laughs> I have had an anger management problem myself. I'm saying I'm trying to be positive, and it's healthy, and a good thing for everyone to do. And I... I actually was bi- diagnosed bipolar. Am I also allowed to use the word bitchy? Absolutely. Okay. 
But see, here's here's the thing. Before is like just someone with depression who could be mm-hmm. bitchy. Right. And I started seeing therapists, and one of them finally said, "Rachel, you need to be on uh, medication." And mm-hmm. the psychiatrists all have different ideas about what the problem is. But the last two I've seen have said bipolar, and I've been hearing that for a long time. And and when my daughter, I have one child, Marina, and she's now just turned 22, and um, she had. I don't want to take too long, so let me rush through this. She, she um, from early in her grade school years, very early, actually preschool, was very different in groups, and she had a really hard time in school. I could not get the school to help in any way, shape, or form. They kept putting it back on, on me. Um, I had my own anger issues, so she was not in a safe place in school. I mean, there was definitely things wrong, and without going to all the details, by middle school, she just crashed, and then she ended up um, in and out of psychiatric placements, mm-hmm. um, a lot of what was going on in elementary school and preschool, I think whatever it was, the learning issues and the psychiatric stuff were all related. Um, my anger at home, I would just explode on her. I mean, just explode and be verbally abusive. I love her to pieces. I did. I always will. But I, um, she wasn't safe with me. I mean, I don't mean as in that I would have physically hurt her or anything, but I would have my spells and I would feel so god awful every time mm-hmm. and and I couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop and even on the medications I've been on like a couple dozen of them by now. She has been on quite a few. She went through hell and um has really come tremendously tremendously far. Her last placement she was um 16 and she's 22 now. Um I she actually was 17 when she got out. Her last placement was actually for a full year. And um, By placement, you mean she was put in a psychiatric hospital? Oh, okay. She was in a residential treatment center. Okay. Um, and again, her diagnosis was by was bipolar. And she um, she also is just an incredibly creative person who's always overstimulated, like myself. And so the littlest things for her were different. And I think she sees and thinks and feels things differently mm-hmm. on top of the trauma from things not working at school and then the way I was at home. And I... I always tried to manage my anger better, 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 and I would slip. A, a whole week without exploding was really progress for me, but then it wasn't because I'd do it again. And you can't erase one really bad thing with five really good things. It right. just doesn't totally go away. And um, So when she finally came home from her last place, and by then we'd been through so much family therapy and we'd had time away from her where we'd just see her on weekends, um, and um, so many things that happen that you just want to put in perspective. Um, there are a lot, a lot of games I'd play with myself to not be ang- to, to, to lose my anger, like I would replay in my head over and over and over again her expression after I said something that came out of my mouth that I that came out before I thought about it. Yes, I would I would replay what her hurt. I'd replay my hurt. And I'd do things, I'd, I'd talk my head off at therapists, and I, you know, I read The Dance of Anger and all this, and I was very slow to getting a little bit better than medication sometimes helped. Um, but I, um, we still had a ways to go. Then through all her placements and therapies and her coming back after being away a long time, we made, had made a few more steps forward. Then came my cancer diagnosis. Um, so I'm, I'm, I know I've jumped from cancer to my daughter, but we'll come back That's to okay. cancer and my daughter now. Um, <laughs> when my cancer diagnosis happened, um, 
it did not. All these people say it's just life transforming and this and that. Well, I can't say it wasn't, but I can't <laughs> say by itself it made my daughter and me better. But since right. we were already starting on the right path, it really helped me to realize, you know what? I only have who knows how much time. I mean, I might have more time than my next-door neighbor who's younger and doesn't have cancer, but when this hits you in the face, you do start thinking about your oh, mortality yes. when you're trying to be positive. And I, it really was one more step in the evolution. I think some of it, as far as when I say evolution, her and me getting better, um, I think it was just a lot of time, her hormones settling, me um, getting mm-hmm. on medications that were helping a little bit. What medications um, are you on, can I ask? Oh, good Lord. Right now I'm only on one. I'm only on Paxil now, but okay. I've been on about 20 different I, I take Effexor, and I, and I think a lot of people don't understand that you can be positive and still be depressed or oh, still yeah. be bipolar. Yes, and, and, and quite frankly, that's a lot of what I go into in my book. My book has a lot of humor in it and a mm-hmm. lot of sad stuff because I think there's people who don't get it. Like at this one point I say in the book, I think there's so much of a stigma attached to um, mental illness. Mm-hmm. I, I had said to my husband, I put it in this book, you know, our friends never ask about Marina. They talk and talk about their kids, and this is why she was in and out of place. And your book is called, since you're jumping around, but that's okay. Okay, <laughs> Hopping Roller Coasters. <laughs> Yes. As you're hopping around, it's called hopping roller coasters. Excellent. <laughs> but I had said to my husband, um, we're going, I guess I am hopping. We're hopping to what you said about people don't understand depression mm-hmm. and realize you can still be positive. Um, I was saying to him, I can't say none of my friends asked, but very, very few of them did. And I said, do you think they're just uncomfortable? He goes, that's probably it. And I said, yeah, there's such a stigma attached to mental illness. I wonder if they picture her like jumping up and down and peeing in corners or something because it's and you realize as you read the book that she's just as human, I'm mm-hmm. just as human, we're regular people, and I try to do away with the stigma right. in the book. I try to show us as just real, regular people. And I it's not to- something that you can control. Like, I actually had a meeting here at work one time, and my bosses were like, well, it seems like you're not enjoying yourself here. And I, d- I had no idea what the hell they were talking about, and then I realized... Um, I better up my medication because obviously I'm putting forth some kind of uh, person, you know, persona that isn't me. Right. You know, and once I realized, you know, because I, I, I believe that we all kind of kid ourselves when it comes to mental illness. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then it's, you know, you keep going and going and going and then you cross that line and you're like, crap, I'm yeah. not fine. I'm just I'm just fooling myself. At least that was the way it was for me. And I called my doctor and I'm like. Dude, I need more help. Really? Dude, mm-hmm. You always say, dude, that's your love, your um, signature. I don't know if I said dude, dude to her, but uh, she wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Dr. Dude? No. She's, no, she's awesome. But. but it's easy. Some of it is, I think, people pretending, but I think some of it is you're just so used to being with you that you don't realize when you're starting to slip a little. Right. You know, and, and quite frankly, there's a lot of people that need to see someone that never have. So I credit mm-hmm. you, and I credit me, and I credit my daughter because right. we know that we need have needed help, and we get it. And I think there's a lot of people who do and other people who could benefit from it that don't. And I think more and more people who are listening to us right now or listening to someone else or reading about it, if they're deep down honest with themselves, they not all of them, but some of them will realize, maybe I could benefit from therapy or right. my mother could. And so many of these people just don't do it and don't realize how common it is and it's not a weakness. It's just something that happens. It's, right. You know. But I think people do see it as a weakness. And I think that is actually one of the things I'm trying to change just because, you know, I deal with depression. 
I, I just don't think it's talked about enough in the cancer survivor world. I agree. You know, there's I, a lot of talk about survivorship and getting back to work and blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, I don't think I would have had as much depression as, you know, whatever, if there was a better survivorship plan at my hospital or, I don't know, fill in the blanks. I agree. And, yeah. and you see, you do, at some websites you do see will go into depression mm-hmm. with cancer right. or, or, or any um, debilitating or threatening illness. Because they do go hand in hand. They do, for sure. So, how did you uh, come up with the title "Hopping Roller Coasters"? Because a whole lot of things happen in this book. Um, <laughs> prior to my daughter, I had a number of mis- uh, pregnancies that did not work out. Mm-hmm. Um, then my daughter in and out of hospitals, cutting, overdosing, running away. Mm-hmm. Then I get cancer, and then I'm not going to go into the details. I like how you just say that. Then I get cancer. Yeah. Like, really? What else? What's What's in chapter 25? Because I don't really. want to go there, right? And, yeah. and by the way, tying in the, the depression thing, I did actually through the cancer. It's helped me a little bit to not be as angry mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to let it get me angry. I can't say I don't still get angry because oh, yeah. I do, mm-hmm. but I don't let cancer get me angry at it. It you doesn't know, rule your life. Right. This is just something that happened to me that I'm not happy about, but I'm, I, I'm not going to let it get me angry. And it's, that's, it's helped me a little bit with the anger, as has cancer has also helped me in that I just don't want to keep messing up with my daughter. I have one more. I mean, I never did, but it's just one more more thing that's helped. And by the way, she moved out of the house. I can't say that hasn't helped. <laughs> now we just do lunches and she comes for dinner sometimes. Well, it's probably better shop. for her to be on her own. She's, you said she's in her, what, 20s? Yes, she's 22 and she's living with her boyfriend she's been with for three years and she's working nice. and and driving a car. Yeah, I mean, there was even a point where we didn't know if she'd drive a car. Oh, she, mm-hmm. Which she certainly wouldn't have been able to before, like, 18. She had so A little, little road rage there. You're like, um, <laughs> I'm staying out in the house while you're in the car. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, so the hopping roller coasters, uh, that's what we, where I jumped from. I hopped up the track mm-hmm. here. But, um, <laughs> so um, hopping roller coasters just because of all these things that happened. And after my cancer diagnosis, there was more that happened, too. I don't want to tell the whole story, but some pretty devastating things happened. Um, with my parents, mm-hmm. both of them one at a time. Um, so it was just like one thing after another, and it was like not just one hot roller coaster ride. It's like we're hopping from one roller coaster to another, but there's still, like I said, a lot of humor, I think, in right. the book. And and I try to balance them. I try to show the good and the bad. And the really good is that I'm not mad at cancer, even if it <laughs> wants me to be, and my daughter and I are doing better. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. Now, the book is not quite published yet. No, it's about, um, I just got my second galley back, so I'm guessing it'll probably be out in about a month and a half. Your second what? Proof. The proof on it. Um, Galley, I guess that's an old word they used to use in my olden copy editing days, 20 years. So do you have a, are you self-publishing or you have a publisher? I'm self-publishing. Okay. I did get one offer Mm -hmm. with a publisher that um, works with a lot, it's a little easier to get in as a first-time author. I've been a writer for a long time. This is my first book. Um, and I did get one offer, but I just felt like in my case, I was going to just have more um, control right. over the things that I wanted to control to self-publish. That's kind of funny, control over things that happen to you in your life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and writing the book. I, was it hard to start writing? or I mean, you're a writer, but as a writer, was it hard to start writing about yourself? 
But writing for me is just hard anyway, because as you can probably tell in talking to me now, I'm wordy and I jump around. So writing is always hard for me just to stay focused and get out just what I need to say the way I want to say it. I can always do it, but it takes a long time. This might have been a little bit harder because of the things I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. But in a way, it was easier because, A, it's a tribute to my daughter. and In a way, I can show her. She used to say to her therapist, and her therapist told me, why did my mom say those things to me? Why did she do those things to me? And even though I think she kind of gets it now, um, it doesn't stop totally, totally hurting inside. And I think when she reads this, she will understand me a little better. I'm not saying excuse me, but understand it wasn't her, it was me. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was, there, it, was, it was really worth it to write the book for that reason. I'm able to get this stuff out in a way where she'll see that and I can remind myself of that. And just because it was such a personal subject to me and me- meant so much to me, it was, it was just, I guess, not as hard as it might have been otherwise. Um, I mean, it wasn't easy. It took me 22 months, and I was oh. working on it a lot at <laughs> that time. But Wow. Um, well, that's not, I mean, is, isn't that kind of normal? Although I hear people oh, yeah. that are like, oh, yeah, I wrote, I wrote it in nine months. It's like, what? Did you not have a job or what, you I know. locked in the basement <laughs> or something? Well, I didn't have a job. <laughs> this but was still. my job. This and the website and the occasional freelance article I could scarf. But, um so yeah, that's that's normal. That's you know, I mean, I've I talked to someone who said it can take you know, they've talked. I talked to an acquisitions editor who said that he that he works with writers. It'll spend five years on a book. Something. Uh oh, I should go back and look at it a few more times. Yeah, but, but that's too long because you want your you want to get your story out there. Yes. Because so much obviously can happen in five years. I hate to say it, but that's within the back of my mind. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, my God, I don't want anything else to happen. Really, By the time you're done really. with the book, it's like, oh, and then this happened. It's like, well, now i got to revise a chapter. Yes, Thanks. and I know every time I look at it, I'm going to see more things that um, I could have changed, but I think it's as close as it's going to be. And So we're, uh, we're planning on having the launch party one? Oh, when do you want? Were you going to throw up on me? <laughs> sure. You want to come to northern Michigan? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be sure to send you the book. Awesome. You'll probably get bombarded with folks that have books they want you to read or videos they want you to watch. Yeah. But well, So when, when are we planning to have it come out? I'm um, the book. I'm hoping it, it should be out. They, it should be out in about six weeks. Oh, sweet. So like by, I'd say by like the end of October, it should be in print. Excellent. So that can be your post-Pinktober uh, gift for someone. Yes, if I can get it out. Yes, <laughs> if I can get it out by then. Otherwise, yeah, that's right. Cause Excellent. That's right. Yeah. Excellent. So the book is called Hopping Roller Coasters. It'll be out in six months. So No, no about, it should be out in six weeks. Sh- I'm um, six weeks. Sorry, see, there's a chemo brain. Six weeks. Okay. Ah. <laughs> so end of October 2011. And your website is oneuponcancer.com, and you have... Uh, you accept submissions for stories, correct? Sure. I, mean, I, I do a majority of the writing myself, but as far as people, if they have story ideas, I'm always looking for people like yourself. You made a great story, and it got a lot of hits. Um, people with doing wonderful, cool things for cancer survivors and or who are survivors themselves and are doing something maybe even related to that, and, and organizations that do cool things for survivors. I write on other things, too, but um, as far as if I were to feature a person or a program, that's the kind of thing 
the rest of it is more like um, research. And, and, and I do interview people mm-hmm. on, you know, like, for instance, I'm getting ready to interview someone who does um, free massages at a number of hospitals, and we're going to talk about therapeutic massage and oh, the myths nice. about, you know, how you shouldn't have a massage if you're a cancer survivor, but what you do need to consider in okay, a therapist that's... if you mm-hmm. are a cancer survivor. So that kind of thing, too. You know, people with expertise, um in in an area like how you can care for yourself once you've had cancer. Right. And so if people want to get a hold of you, how do they do so? They can email me. Mm-hmm. Can I give you my email address? Yes, absolutely. Okay, Rachel, I'll spell it. R A C H E L P like Paul A P P A S like Sam at MSN dot com. Excellent. And you're on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Rachel Pappas. I'm always a cat. Every now and then I change my face. I'm, on, I'm a new cat. I just changed my face from a cat with like a lime on its head. It was a tequila cat. Oh, Cat sweet. wearing cool shades. <laughs> I like the tequila part only. I don't like drinking it because then it's, you know, there's always, what did I do like the next morning? But anyway, that's that's a whole other show, I think, Rachel. But hey, we're allowed to do some things just for fun, even if they're not. You know, you're not being the perfect model, right? As of course. As long as you do almost everything healthy. Exactly. We're, al- we're allowed to splurge every once in a while, so don't worry. That's right. Does every weekend count as just once in a while? Yeah, absolutely. Saturday 52 night. times. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> awesome talking to you, Rachel. Just hold on. I'm going to wrap up like I usually do. This is The Cancer Warrior. You can always find me on Facebook because I am a Facebook junkie, Mel Majeros. Become a fan of the show, The Cancer Warrior, on EmpowerRadio.com, on Facebook. Check out my blog, thecancerwarrior.blogspot.com. And you know what? Life looks pretty good from where I'm sitting. Sending you good vibes. It's The Cancer Warrior on EmpowerRadio.com.